when the rate moving up until 15%, I think it's good chart for you to lend the money that period of time. So I lend all my position to the trader in the market uh, at that time in 97. I thought I'm, I'm be very, very, uh, into very good opportunity to cash up my profit. But suddenly, um, uh, I think went wrong. Uh, rather than 15% interest rate hiking up uh, on the week later, up until 100%. That because of, because of uh, the crisis have coming to your face. So every night, all the traders gathering up at the bar and drinking a lot because of, <laughs> they're gonna get lost a lot of money. Luckily that time, my position is not that big, only slightly short, but however, uh, I still I am mean, suffering for a little bit of loss. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Sonchai Suneta. Kun Sonchai, are you ready to rock? Yeah. So let's get into it. I'm going to introduce you to the audience. Sonchai has over 20 years of experience in asset management and wealth management uh, industries and is currently the chief investment officer leading the investment advisory practice at CM Commercial Bank. For those who aren't in Thailand, it's one of Thailand's largest banks. In addition, he was appointed as advisor to the government subcommittee on monetary banking, financial institutions, and capital markets. And this is a subcommittee of Thailand's Legislative Assembly. In addition, he serves as one of CFA Society Thailand's board of directors and also a chartered financial planner board member. Prior to joining CM Commercial Bank's investment advisory team, he was a chief investment officer at SCB Asset Management, where he managed assets over a trillion baht, which is equal to about 35 billion US dollars. He got his bachelor's of finance degree from ABAC University in Bangkok and his master's in finance from the University of London. Sonchai, take a minute, fill in any tidbits about your life. Well, my life is always risk taker because I'm being the fund manager since I was graduate. Actually, I'll be the trader for a while five years of uh, foreign exchange currency traders, and then I turned myself to become the fund manager. The life of fund manager, so we need to taking risks for a better return. However, over the period of time, you have seen the market volatilities, so you have to deal with it all the way. So in order to uh, survive, you have to be uh, very disciplined and also you have to be stay in line with uh, what you believe. Mm. That's what um, I want to tell everyone. Fantastic. I, I love that, uh, you know, from a long-term career in managing money, the point is you must take risk. 
you are the ultimate risk manager. And the other thing that I liked what you said was the idea that you want to try to stick with your belief and have some discipline about yep. your process. Okay, well, that's, that's a great intro. And as the listeners can hear, we're talking about a very experienced person in the financial industry. And as we also know, even experienced people make mistakes like myself and many mm -hmm. of our guests. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Actually, it's happened very long, long times ago during the financial crisis in Asia. That time is back to 1997. At that time, I was a trader in the bank, in the FX space. And at that time, I was based in Hong Kong. And you know what happened is that uh, many countries seemingly like emerging market nowadays. Some of them are facing dual deficits. One of that is that uh, they have a current account deficit. Secondly, they borrow a lot of money from offshore. That's the point happening in Thailand during the 96 until 98 before everything go back. I was in there during that time. I was in Hong Kong and I was in as a trader. So what we have been done is that we trading FX currency for living. However, at the first stage, it's very, very cool and we got a lot of money. However, we have something unpredictable because of high-bar two-tier market happening that time and central bank come to intervene. And you know, the people around the market would short the bonds after funding with very high interest rate uh, through the swap market. At that time, I thought that it's not that bad. I mean, the interest rate have been hiking up from 5% to 8%, 9%. Why? It always should higher than that. It's impossible. So when the rate moving up until 15%, I think it's good chart for you to lend the money that period of time. So I lend all my position to the trader in the market at uh, that time in 97. I thought I'm um, um, be very, very into very good opportunity to cash up my profit. But suddenly, I think went wrong. Uh, rather than 15% interest rate hiking up on the week later, up until 100%. That because of the crisis have coming to your face. So every night, all the traders gathering up at the bar and drinking a lot because of <laughs> they're gonna get lost a lot of money. Luckily, that time my position is not that big, only slightly short. But however, I still I mean suffering for a little bit of loss. That make me thinking about lesson learned. Up until today, if you playing around with emerging market position, don't be go short of currency. So you have to be very careful that everything can happen anytime. So nowadays, when you're going for investment, you have to be diversified. 
thinking about the position that he was in, maybe going through the worst case scenario as well. So you have to do some state test for your position regularly. That was I was learning the beginning of my career. <laughs> yeah, well, that also shows how, how a guy like you rises up to the position of CIO is that you've been through these things and you know how to look at loss and know that you mentioned, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was about the worst case uh, and, and thinking about the worst case. And yep. I think when someone hasn't been through that shock and that pain of the market, then they don't always, they're not always able to see what yes. is truly the worst case. Yes, that's right. So, so I think that's one of the things I definitely take away is the idea of the, the benefit of having experience in the market is that you really know what the worst case could really be. Um, now, it's interesting that you mentioned about emerging markets because over the, over the last, and currency, because last, some of the last interviews I've had, we've been talking about the idea that whenever you invest, you know, let's just say that you're investing in uh, stocks in another country, you're actually investing in two things. Anytime you're investing in an asset, you're investing in the currency to get into that asset and then the underlying asset. Yeah. Yeah. And I think many people don't always think about that. And so we have to think about the currency. And the other thing about what you said, it's interesting, is that don't go short emerging market currencies. And I think, you know, the risk is just so high. In fact, one of the guys who I recently talked to, we were talking, um, is in Turkey right now. And so he's dealing with looking at Turkey from the inside and looking at the currency and strategies there. And then I just interviewed a guy who's, been investing in Turkey just recently. When you think about investing in currencies, it's probably better to say, I'm going to ride the mm -hmm. slow appreciation of a currency rather than the fast, try to get in. And as we yeah. say, in sometimes, sometimes you're catching a falling knife. Mm. <laughs> and you know one thing, uh, Andrew, when the new trader comes to the market, they don't think much twice of the strategy. Normally, when they go short, they go to short at the spot rate. So after you short at the spot rate, two days after, you have to get the funding to lengthen your funding before you make a settlement. That would be very worse because two days after, you have to make a settlement to that emerging market currency, but you cannot find any position for you. That's very worse. So what I have been seeing uh, the long-term trader is that normally they will get the funding before they short and the funding would be very long enough. But however, I'm not recommending you to do during the crisis that because of the cost of funding will sky to the locket as I have seen before. Right. That's the point. So one of the things I think you're mentioning is that the idea that even if your call is right, Sometimes mm. there's not liquidity or availability mm. of the funding that you need to close a position or to alter your position. So that's another risk in emerging market currencies. Okay, I have one question for you before we move on to the final question. And that is, uh, you know, it's interesting the number of people that I hear that tell me that they're, they're learning how to trade currencies. And I know that there's a lot of like courses and people out there trying to teach how to do some trading strategy on currencies. People ask me about it. I say, oh, that's way beyond my capability. Yeah. And when you look at the forces of central governments, huge banks, it's something that's just so difficult to do. But I'm just curious, 
if, if a friend of yours came out and said, hey, I'm learning a new trading in currency strategy, what would you say? Strategy for the currency trading. The first thing you have to think about when you play the currency, you're going to play against the biggest guy of that currency, definitely it's a central bank, right? Mm. So you have to be very careful. Uh, my suggestion is that if you really need to have the position in currency, back to basic, the basic thing is that you should have enough liquidity in that currency. Secondly, you have to stay diversified. No one would be bet only one or two currency, but you have to do as a portfolio of currency bet. Well, I'll give you some example. As you mentioned about when you get in, into the emerging market basket, like let's say each emerging market equity position. So you have to diversify more than three countries anyway. Let's say you uh, diversify 15 countries, that also come together with the exposure of the currency risk. So you have to find your way to hedge. Sometimes, I mean, you hedge through the derivative market. Sometimes you have to hedge uh, through the correlation hedge. That kind of thing. At least you did something on your position. It would really help. I mean, in terms of diversity, that was my suggestion. Okay, I'm gonna take that as your actionable idea because to recommend to the listeners, and that is the concept. It's easy. It's easy to think about the concept of diversification when it comes to. Uh, stocks because we have so many stocks that we could buy and yep. you can build a portfolio of 10 stocks no problem yeah but it, it's harder to think about the concept of diversification when it comes to currencies a lot of people get convinced that they've got yep. one currency they really know the direction of it so I'm gonna take away from that that whether whether it's stocks bonds other assets or currencies you mm -hmm. still need to build a diversified portfolio so that you don't end up overexposing yourself to any one currency. Yeah, that's the best uh, part of the strategy you need to do. And you know what? Uh, I have been passing the crisis three times in 97, uh, financial crisis in Asia. Secondly, is hamburger crisis in US. And thirdly, it's European crisis. And every time I've been survived and can get out in the good shape because of this situation. I mean, I stay thinking about what I have been learned I mean, 20 something years ago. Yep. Yes, and I think that's a really good point that survival is sometimes, the, the people that survive often win. <laughs> Definitely the first thing for the trader, for the investor, for the fund manager has to think about is that you have to survive first before you're thinking about getting more profit into your portfolio. And when you said that you've lived through three, I thought you were going to say four, and that is the one we're about to go into. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not coming, but however, be cautious and be paid. Always. And that's a discussion for another day. So at that point, I'm going to wrap it up by saying, there you have it, listeners, another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we wrap up, Son Chai, thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners 
are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Uh, well, you have to be so wise before you're thinking about making profit. Believe me, uh, this is uh, the thing you have to thinking about when you was in the market, especially volatility market nowadays. Good luck. Fantastic. I love that. It reminds me of that song. Is it Donna Summers? I will survive. Oh, yes, I. <laughs> so let's, let's wrap this up. And that's another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth, fellow risk takers. Remember, the key is to survive. And I'll see you on the upside.